Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kalen Patterson. Midwest Muscle P4P Real Talk in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, and since Dad ain't here, I got to go with that snickerdoodle sprinkle right there. And we're going to enjoy it with that protein because I know we're still working out at home. I know you guys are. But anywho, this is still part of the what's going on, what's uh, what's happening, and what's the future for uh, basically this nation and natural bodybuilding because both are very vital to my life, I'm sure, as many others. And I don't stand alone when saying I miss them dearly. So with that in mind, I'm going to introduce Leif Anderson, one of the most uh, ahead of the game uh, individuals that I've met in the natural bodybuilding sport and arena. And he's also one of the pioneers that always looks for that next opportunity to increase and improve the sport. So please welcome Leif Anderson. Leif, how you doing, brother? <laughs> Keelan, my man, how's it going, my friend? It's going pretty good. It's uh, good. It's good. a different time, uh, different uh, atmosphere. But I noticed the people that have been motivated have stayed motivated. The ones who were basically, uh, I would guess, uh, say straddling the fence as to what they were going to do and if they were really sincere about their intentions, that's been shown. And there's some very angry people because they just don't know what to do. So a lot of misinformation has been going wild everywhere. Uh, natural bodybuilding, sadly, has fall, fallen prey to that, you know, with you know, the what is and what may happen and what coulda, what shoulda. But I want to get in touch with you guys to find out, you know, what's the real deal? Because, you know, there was people saying that the the burden for any show that was put on this year was going to fall solely on the athletes with double and triple fees and fines or late fees and stuff yeah. like that. I know that's not true. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be somebody that, you know, has to do it if they want to show this year. But not for the organizations. I haven't seen one organization uh, put that information out. And I've checked my emails daily. So I know <laughs> if it was up until now, it still hasn't happened. I know you're not one of them. As, as much as you were hoping to have shows going as early as March, it, it didn't happen. But you didn't say, you know, well, then, you know, I got to make my ends meet and this, that, whatever. So just fill everybody in on what, what you've been doing you know, how the shows are going to be going in the future when they finally give us a chance. And one of the things that I really need to stress is the promoter is not the venue owner. So you fall victim to that as well. So just express some of those things and and put these people's minds at ease because it's really not as bad as people are saying, and fear should not be dominating all aspects of our lives. Absolutely. You know, one, my little disclaimer here, my views probably are not going to be most popular in the sport. They really never have. Uh, you know, one of the taglines we have <laughs> with our Natty Revolution events, uh, you know, passion over profit, you know, and although that rolls off the tongue, it's always, it's always been more than just words to us. So when it mm-hmm. comes to the fear um, of promoters, federations, jacking up the prices, um, you know, as a business to survive, that's one thing that has never been and will never be in my vocabulary. You know, I'm in this for the passion of the sport, the longevity, and to grow our fitness family. And I know that, um, although that I can't speak for everybody, I know that there are many, many individuals in many federations that feel the same way. Um, there's some federations that may feel that they're going to make the business decision to, uh, yeah. you know, 
have the athletes finance the, uh, the, the, you know, the struggles that we're all encountering. Um, I won't be doing that. And I have to imagine a majority of the federations, majority of the shows won't be doing that either. Um, you know, with all of the hurdles that we're all encountering, whether it's prepping through the apocalypse, you know, trying to promote a show, you know, during this pandemic, um, there are obvious hurdles that we're all going to encounter. But I, I wholeheartedly believe, though, that 2020 is going to be an amazing opportunity. I, I really mm-hmm. think that this year is going to be an opportunity to become one of the most inspirational moments in the history of our sport. I mean, just, I mean, just the, even in a perfect world, prepping for a show or promoting a top-tier show is very difficult. You know, just imagine yeah. the amount of perseverance, you know, and, and not just physical – but also a mental fortitude that it's going to require for these drug-free athletes to grace the stage. I mean, this is, we, mm-hmm. we are setting the, the stage for an unbelievable story that even a few months ago, we would think is complete uh, fiction. I mean, so somebody couldn't yeah. write a story with this much excitement building. Now, again, I can't dismiss people's fear that they're experiencing mm-hmm. right now because it's real. Um, but yeah. I, I think that those struggles, I mean, as cliche as it is, we don't, with a little, with a little bit of, uh, without a little bit of rain, you can't appreciate the sunshine. And I, I know yeah. with every ounce of my being, as we fast forward a little bit, you know, uh, we've still got quite a bit to go through, but I believe when, when the dust settles, that this is going to be such an incredible story and a testament of what natural bodybuilding is all about um yeah. and it's probably going to it's probably going to do a lot to actually separate us from the enhanced athletes from the untested federations um because we can hang in there you know we can hang in there we don't have, we're not factoring in pharmaceuticals or cycles or you know if a show is canceled it's not like, like if we're doing this naturally our sport natural bodybuilding it goes so far beyond just the stage and that's yes. forgotten so often. And I, so I really think that this pandemic, this global pandemic that we're all experiencing um, with shows being canceled last minute with gyms being closed down. I really think this is our time, the natural bodybuilding community. It's our time to shine and really showcase to the mm-hmm. world, not just our aesthetics, <laughs> um, but the, the foundation of what our sport was built upon, which is, health and wellness, you know, and that's what we need. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about vaccines and everything, I mean, health and wellness, it's going to save lives. So the, 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 point, yes, the point of that rambling was, I really think that this is, let's, let's get through it. But I really feel that there is, there's a pot of gold at, at, the, in, at the end of this rainbow. So I'm excited at what 2020 has in store. Um, yeah. obviously when it comes to the sport, we're going to, you know, whether I agree with the restrictions, the executive stay at home orders and the restrictions that were that are put in place, whether we, whether we agree with them or not, it's really irrelevant. They're there. So as a yeah. sport, you know, as, as a league, as a business, however you want to you know, view this, we need to be able to adapt, you know, because if we don't adapt, we're going to die. Um, and I really feel that, you know, we have such incredible minds and hearts within the natural body community. I know that we're going to be able to do this. And it's, I really feel it's going to be a lot easier than a lot of what people think it's going to be. I mean, we look at the, ele- the, the evolution of natural bodybuilding over the last, say, five years. You know, five years ago, True. the industry standard was split format you know, prejudging night show. Um, now we had already kind of, you know, evolved into single format live judged. So that's going to make, mm-hmm. you know, if we have to be accountable for spectators or numbers or segmented classes and, and divisions, we're already a little bit comes to going that way. That's right. If going that way, obviously we've never had to look at it through those eyes, you know, through the social distancing exactly. eyes, but, that's the, so the, that single format live judged format is meant, you know, it's built for something that we could implement social distancing to minimize competitors within the venue, you know, just to make sure that we have so many competitors at any given time. Um, you know, we probably, you know, who knows what the fall has in store, but as venues start opening and we start having shows earlier in the season here, 
I have to imagine, now all this is speculative. We don't know. We, we don't know what um, things we have to address. Now, I know that for Whatever. my events yeah. that are still, yeah, for my events that are still on the calendar right now, we will adhere to all CDC guidelines. And I know that we can address each one of them. We're flexible and we will have, we have a plan in the place. You know, I would love for the restrictions to be lifted and we would just adhere to CDC guidelines because I believe that I can run a show and many federations, many promoters can run a show without ever compromising the safety and health of our athletes or our fans. You know, these earlier shows are probably going to have to be um, without spectators. I mean, just yeah. it definitely simplifies definitely. things. Um, so like moving forward with the earlier events, I'm, and that may not be the case, but I'm expecting that to be the case. Just have athletes and, and staff only. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, and then what, so one of the things that, that I've done is I've hired actually a world-class live stream production team um, to be at our events so we can air the show to all the athletes, friends, family, and fans. You know, you've experienced my events firsthand, and we always add little production value. We want to create some excitement. Right, we want yeah. to create an experience for the fans. And even without mm -hmm. spectators, spectators in seats, we still don't want to lose that aspect um, that our shows are known for. So we'll be live streaming the shows, um, professionally live streaming the shows, um, you know, worldwide through that live stream. Um, most likely all shows, in, in, including mine, those segmented divisions, you know, so hypothetically, like noon will be men's bodybuilding. Uh, 1245 mm. will be figure, you know, just so we have a nice flow um, of athletes only needing to be in the venue at a certain time. You know, all staff, you know, whether you believe in masks and their effectiveness or not, that's irrelevant what you believe. There's things that we do. Even exactly. Again, not, not to belittle anybody's concern because, like, we're all entitled to our own thoughts on this um but i never mm -hmm. want to infringe on somebody else's beliefs because well, i feel i'm not a big believer in masks for healthy individuals but i want to i want to make sure everybody knows that we are taking necessary precautions so all of my staff will be in masks that's a very small thing that we can do and even if it actually doesn't physically do something it gives the athletes peace of mind so having yes. all athletes and st it, it, all the staff in mass is a great idea, very easily done. The other thing that I'm planning on doing um, as our shows move forward is have scheduled athlete check-in times on Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, so in addition to staff in mass during athlete check-in, all staff will actually be in gloves as well. And we'll be changing out the gloves in between athletes. Uh, we have a, a nurse on, um, on staff for athlete check-in and we actually have, I purchased uh, a no contact infrared thermometer. So at athlete check-in, we'll be taking all athlete temperatures uh, with a strict protocol in place. If anybody has that elevated temperature, you know, we're, we're striving yeah. to make sure that every single aspect that's of our show, our interaction yeah. with the competitors um, is addressed with their safety and health as the number one priority. And I hope in doing this, this will give the athletes peace of mind and the powers that be that kind of can control the, you know, opening up these public forums. I hope they realize that we just want to resume a sport that we love and a sport that we need. I mean, this is an out, a psychological outlet. It's, a, it's such a, again, a lot of people look at our sport as something superficial, but you know, Kaylin, I mean, it goes so much deeper. We need this. Yes, I mean, mind, body, and soul, we need this back. So I want to make sure that we are doing it. Hopefully every promoter is doing the, the same thing where we're not just Absolutely. opening the floodgates and, okay, here's our shows. I mean, we will do whatever we need to do, but I would love the opportunity to show that we can actually do this and do this right. Well, one of the things that I, I – I, you know, we Des and I have spoken about it on the show quite a few times, but I keep hearing this same slow. It 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 makes no sense when people keep saying they want to get back to normal, and I said the normal paradigm has changed, and we need mm -hmm. to look at that if we're going to look at it realistically. 
And you know, from what I'm hearing with the with the promoters, it, what you just said is, is is groundbreaking. That's a lot of new information, but it's moving forward. You know, not basically saying, "All right, we're gonna get the, get the venue back open, get people in here, and do business as usual," because business has changed, and I I, I don't think people are grasping that fully, full understanding that you know you have parameters that you have to fall under. And if you have to fall under them, then, heck, the competitors have to fall under them as well. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that you're saying, you know, what your beliefs are relevant. It's what's being asked and demanded from everybody in society. So, you know, we can't come with this selfish ideology that, you know, I want to do this. It has to be what is acceptable in society as a whole. And normal, and I think like no longer. Kaylee, you you hit you hit the nail, you hit the nail. I'm sorry to interrupt. Like you know how I how excited I get, you know, yes, chatting sir. about something that we both Go love. Ahead. But I, I apologize. But like you you hit the nail on the head though. We can talk. We can sit and talk all we want about how it should be, or, or be, to be idealistic in in the way that you know it should be this way or that way. The thing is. That's not the way it is. So, so if you spend all your all your focus on, you know, kind of being stubborn to allow the yeah. sport to evolve, our sport isn't going to go anywhere. Thing is, no. if you if you refuse to adapt your business model, you will die. And some I shouldn't use the word die. You will fall by the wayside no, of obsolete, while other federations and shows rise to the top. Our sport is not going anywhere. Our athletes, our drug-free athletes are not going anywhere. They're going to be here. They're just going to be a part of a new model of what our sport is all about. You know, and and it's either you adapt, migrate, or die. You know, those are the three evolutionary options. If we don't change the way we are approaching this, you will become obsolete as a show, as a federation, as a promoter, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Yes. Well, the word of the day is going to be paradise because I think if people would look that word up and realize that life goes on and we're still living, so, yeah, we're going to be doing the same thing. It's just that there's new focus, new parameters, and a new understanding. The mindset is the same, health and wellness, like you said, because, you know, it's sad that we've heard some of the statements that have been made because they're very callous in saying, well, I'm fit, so I should get to do it. And I said, well, that sounds good on paper until you're interacting with people that don't know that they are at risk or have issues. And I, I applaud, you know, them saying we have to put things in place to make sure people are protected. And I, as I was talking with you about this on, on before the show started, I was very saddened and very disappointed that they didn't interact with the community to find out the best way to mm-hmm. keep these businesses open, keep these, uh, keep basically people working in a safe environment. They just said, because we don't have anything in place, no one gets to do anything. And I think that's where a yeah. lot of the frustration and anger is coming from. But like you're saying, people still have to be protected. If If, if it's, one person, dying, I don't want it to be someone I know. That's for sure. And, I, you know, I've already had three that have passed from this. Uh, and and it's, it's not getting any easier. And the fact that, you know, the parents and the families can't be at the funerals is incredibly crushing. And, and yeah, being you know, the, the significant other and being locked in your home for two or three weeks until, you know, you're considered safe to be around. All of these things are real. They're very real. And because that happens, then they have to have new safety parameters. I get it. But you should have interacted with the community at least one point. It's been over 30 days, and I have yet to see anything on my email. Like I said, I check them daily. I haven't seen anything other than my own personal phone calls to the the representatives, to the city council, and stuff like that. And basically, they're just waiting for somebody else to speak up. And I said, the community is yelling. Mm-hmm. 
and no one's there in them, so why, why would we be waiting for anything else? Aside from that, people are still dying, and we need to understand that, even though it's not us. Because, you know, I, like you were saying, this is a, a very good spot for the people who don't understand the benefits of good health and year-long health, not just getting ready for a wedding or vacation or, or some trip. You know, this is something that's a lifelong thing, an everyday thing, all week long, all year. And this is one of the side effects of good health is not being at risk like everyone else is. And, you know, so we can't – we can applaud ourselves for being healthy, but we can't dissuade ourselves from understanding that there's people that could get sick. And I think that's where you're touching on with the understanding that these guidelines have to be in place so everyone is protected, not just the people we have on stage or backstage or wanting to compete. Absolutely. And the other thing is, and then you got just kind of thinking out loud, thinking out loud. It's been a while since I've talked to you, Caitlin. Long overdue. So I was very excited at the opportunity to come on here. Um, but another thing is, you know, we, we see so many people out there taking precautions for their health. Yes. And I, what I hope is when, like, the coronavirus, COVID is not going away, but when it, when, the, no. when it falls off the headlines and we resume our lives, I hope it's not forgotten that the number one preventative measure for this or something like this is to be healthy. So yeah. these individuals yeah. that, are, that are wearing masks and they're wearing gloves and they're, they're isolating in their homes out of fear um, and, and they're doing everything, literally everything they can to stay healthy. I hope when these stay-at-home orders are lifted and, everybody, and the world resumes because the world is going to move forward, I, I yes, hope one of the first places they go once it opens, is into a gym, is into you know, it, and they, they they learn how to eat healthy. They learn how to exercise, because it's that lifelong commitment to yourself, not just to look good. Yes. But it's this is biology. This is this yes. is what we're meant for, to be healthy, to not get on stage in posing trunks and flex. It, it it's to stay to stay alive. You know, and yeah. that's the missing component that. that people just don't realize. And I hope whether it is, you know, with Iron Man magazine reaching the masses now or the, the public outreach that so many promoters and athletes and federations have reaching the public, I really hope that even if somebody has no desire ever to step on stage, I hope they can still learn that embracing our lifestyle, what we do, not 12 weeks before a show, but what we do 12 months out of the year, that's what this is about. So we have an amazing opportunity, whether that vision, whether that dream becomes a reality, I don't know, but I really hope that that, you know, that that vision becomes a reality for many people that they, that light bulb goes off and they just, they become aware of the fact that if you try to do I'm trying to think of what the saying is. Oh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Like yes. instead of just waiting or like trying to fix ourselves when we get sick or take precautions when there's a pandemic, why not just be, be preventative? You know, give your body a fighting chance. No, the, the human body is such an amazing, amazing <laughs> exactly. creation. We, we need to give it at least a fighting chance. And if we do that, now, there's always outliers. There's always a risk of anybody becoming sick. I mean, that is the reality of the situation. Yes. But stack the, odds for, stack the odds in your favor, though. I mean, it, it truly is as simple as that. And that's why I love you and Des having this podcast and reaching people that are you know, not just in your areas, but we, reaching them globally. I mean, you are changing yes. and you are saving lives, giving them the tools that they need to protect themselves and dominate the sage. You know, that, that, that's, that's a nice uh, icing on the cake. But, I mean, the, the foundation yeah, of it is it's saving their lives. Well, everybody in life works better when they have goals. And yeah. health is no different. And, you know, having that, that apple 
after fertilizing and, and growing that tree and seeing all the work that's gone through it and then getting some fruit at the end, that's not a bad deal. And, you know, one of the, well, let me read what Dorothy put to me because she, she's got a good point on this one. I'm a lifelong gym addict, and congratulations to that, Dorothy. And she says, when the gym shut down, it seemed like my health got worse. Isn't that what we're trying to avoid? I'll let you answer that, and then I'll pick it back. Well, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of it, you know, the stigmas people, you know, I'll say society puts on the gym, and we've heard it on social media platforms. When one of our fitness family, you know, it shares their frustration and their desire to get back to the gym, it's almost deemed as being selfish or we're just meatheads. Yeah. You know, they, they don't understand. Now, what was that uh, a physiological, you know, deterioration of health in that short of time? Probably mm-hmm. not. But you can't, you can't just dismiss it and say that it was psychological and it didn't exist. I mean, we know for a yeah. fact when it comes to depression and all these other, you know, the endorphins being released, the exercise promotes just that general sense of well-being, that feeling, that euphoria that we get, that we, I mean, that's why we lift. You know, that's what got us yes. hooked. That, 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 that's the bug that we caught in a good way um, that, that put our lives in a whole new trajectory. And we miss that. Mm-hmm. We take that away forcefully and we miss that. And our health and our immune system as a result of that is compromised. You know, that's where the frustration is. And I, I wish more people yeah. realized that. You know, we look at all these five-phase plans that are now being released, six-phase plans, and the gyms are one of, the, like, the last places to open. Okay. And it, it, it just, it, it's asinine. It, it really is. It, it's absolutely asinine. And I, 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 I hope, you know, we've been speaking up quite a bit, and I have a feeling that it's going to continue to fall on deaf ears. And I don't want anybody to have any legal recourse or anything, but I really feel, and this is just my two cents, I really feel that we are going to have to maybe nudge things in the right direction by action uh, and actually start opening the places that we feel um, need to be open. And hopefully that moves things in the right direction. And hopefully that's the right call from a safety point of view. We don't know. I mean, I'm not – I'm not a dumb man, but like, I'm not Nostradamus. Like, none of us can predict the outcome of, of, of action, you know, actions or reactions. But I really feel that having a fitness facility open um, and obviously taking the, the necessary precautions. Again, we just don't want to open yes. you know, and have a free-for-all. Take necessary precautions. But to have these out, it's going to do nothing but promote health. It's going to do nothing but yes. help people fight if they do get infected at any point in their lives. I mean, this gives, it, it gives the human body a fighting chance, physiologically yeah. as well as psychologically, and does great for our mental health, you know, to boost our immune system. And... Well, see, this, this is one of the things that I've been talking about, because you know and I know that the gym, the church, and hospitals are filled mm-hmm. with every individual, every culture, every ideology, every understanding, every belief, they're filled with these kind of people that are interacting with each other every time they come in. And yet, for some reason, we forget to ask the very people that are doing their jobs how to keep this safe. And I said, what, what's wrong with someone stepping into a hospital and saying, okay, how could we apply this to businesses so they can get their doors open. How do we not put people at risk in order to keep them employed and, and have money coming into their homes? Because people are losing their houses, their jobs. Their small businesses are taking a beating, a shellacking. I mean, they're, they're, I've, I've personally been helping people move their stuff out so they can don't have to pay next month's lease because they simply can't afford it. And there's people right in the hospitals that someone should have stepped into the door and talked to them, hey, what are you guys doing to keep the people safe and you have all this sickness around you? Can't we mm-hmm. do something to implement, implement a shorter version and a much uh, less people version 
where we can do this for small businesses to keep their doors open because, you know, it's it's amazing that these things are not being asked. And, I, I you know, because everybody's going back and forth about who does what, and it's just complaining, but what going forward is going to solve this? Because I can't imagine a promoter sitting there and saying, you know, we got to get these doors open come hell or high water, but I'm going to keep the same standard that applied before this sickness took effect. Mm-hmm. It ain't happening. So I'm I'm a little confused as far as our civil servants not coming to the people to find out because, you know, there's so much on the Internet that we could do. There's so many live broadcasts. There's so many interactive ways we can do it with using the social media and not have people. If they want to do the, the social distancing, hey, if I'm sitting in a house five miles away from you and I'm looking dead at you, I'm not anywhere near you. So, you know, there's so many things that can be done that should be done. And it's not happening, and everyone is suffering from the smallest to the greatest, whether you understand it or not. And any debt should be a, 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 harm, a hurt and a, and, a, and a harm to your heart to where, you know, if, if it's somebody you don't know, somebody does, and they're suffering. You know, and we, the, the, selfish, the selfish ideology has to take a back seat, and we can interact together even if we have to do compromising ways to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I know uh, with the progressive thinking that you've always had, especially when it comes to, to natural bodybuilding, that you, people like Joe Perez, that, you know, just y'all, y'all guys' brains work on a different level. So I know <laughs> if, if there's going to be some groundbreaking stuff, it's going to be coming from one of you two or both and everybody else that's uh, forward-thinking instead of basically this frightening ideology of getting back to normal. I, I wish we could just tear that out of the, 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 the group think and, the, and, the, and the, the talk and the group speak that we do because I don't think they really understand how that would damage everyone around them and, and, and how it would hurt the nation going forward. Because my dad always say you can't go forward with backwards thinking. What do you think about mm-hmm. that? Absolutely. I mean, it's not only is that a catchy phrase, it's 100% true. Yet over and over again, that is the mentality. It's, we're, you know, if we, if we are going to move forward, if, we, if our sport is going to evolve, can't use yesterday's thinking because yesterday's world that we lived in no longer applies. You know, these things that we need to do yes. to not just survive, but actually continue to grow, you know, we have to keep open-minded. You know, we have to have an open mind. We have to be flexible, you know, and we have to give up our idealistic vision um, in a lot of scenarios because we need to live in the real world. We, I always want to have – I want opportunities to strive for go. greatness, to reach their potential, to, ri- to raise the bar. But we live in this reality. This is the hand that we're dealt. Let's make the most of it. And it is going to require us to work together. It is going to require us to listen to our network, whether that is the government, the, the, the representatives who are supposed to be representing us, whether they need to start listening to us or within our bodybuilding community, um, yes. the federations listening to the athletes and the fans. I want to make sure that our sport, because I'm telling you, our sport is not going to be able to thrive if fans are worried, if athletes are worried. You know, and it just, I want to make sure that collectively that we're all factoring in. You know, it, it's very little right and wrong. You know, I want to make sure that we're at least considering viewpoints and then yes. coming up with what do we do from here? You know, because exactly. we know it, like the rules that we've been there playing by, you know, pre <laughs> – Pre-apocalypse, uh, we, we can't, we will never, we will never be able to go back to that because we now live in a different world. And, and well, I'm, I'm going to get to this topic before, because, you know, this show, I mean, I love talking to you, so time flies by. But one of the things that uh, was very saddening to me, uh, de- definitely disheartening, was to see some of our uh, natural bodybuilding brethren and sisters where they weren't using factual information 
just I heard from a friend that heard from a friend. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm just going to put this out there for, for everybody listening because I, I know you guys are. But one of the things that you should always see is a name tag, especially if, if you're using uh, Facebook and, you know, the hashtag if you're using Instagram, where, you know, the person that's being named can at least be, be uh, noticed or tagged where they can get, the, get, it, get their attention and they can respond. If they're not doing that, then I wouldn't put much worth to it because, you know, this is a time where you have the best doing their best and you have the best actors or frauds pretending to do something. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that usually happens is they throw people under the bus. This is the one thing I've always seen. When, When you have a person that's basically a fraud, someone else is to blame. Or they'll, yep. they'll use that to throw salt or dirt on somebody to basically have a chance to have a one-up. Anybody that's uh, forward-thinking, forward-giving, uh, progressive-minded is not looking at people behind them or looking at people below them. They're looking straight ahead at how to improve themselves. If that is the understanding, then the wrong you do is irrelevant to what I'm doing unless it factors into my day personally. I don't see the value in diminishing an organization, diminishing, devaluing a promoter, unless, you know, like they're just flagrant. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, a good example is uh, the promoter that got caught cheating in another organization and then wanted to stay a promoter. I got no bones with basically burying that person because they were fraud, fraudulent to begin with. So I, I, I have no sympathy for that, and not just for one drug failure, but many in multiple organizations. So, you know, I'm not talking about that extreme. I'm talking about the people that, that basically are just throwing salt on somebody because they can see them moving up while they're either standing still or being exposed for the frauds they are. That's the ones I'm talking about. So it's basically, and that, I don't like you, so I'm going to say something bad about you in a time where everybody's suffering because for some reason, misery loves company to the point, well, <laughs> this is acceptable. I'm saying it's always supposed mm. to be unacceptable. Go ahead, Lee. Yeah, and, you know, and that's been going on for, you know, not even in this demographic, you know, just business in general. Uh, yeah. You know, we all want to be the best and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But many, nothing. many take the approach. They put their time and their effort into trying to have the tallest building by tearing everybody else down. Like, yeah, I, I want the top. I, I, you know, leave Andrew. I want to build the tallest building and bring everybody else up with me. Yet, you know, I, if, if a lot of individuals, and again, this, this, goes well beyond the sport of natural bodybuilding, but a lot of them, if they mm. even put half of the half the amount of effort into their hustle as they do their hate, they'd be so for, they'd be so further along. So I, I feel you there, and I, I just wish more of that positive attitude and just that outlook on life about you know just trying to lift others up. And collectively, we win, as opposed to yeah. you know winning at, at, at any cost, tearing others down. Um, you know, but with every perceived black eye we have on the scenario that you had mentioned with uh, with the promoter failing numerous drug tests, you know, those black eyes, there's usually a knee-jerk emotional response as an industry we we have on that, and we're human, mm-hmm. so I understand that. Um, but again, those are opportunities for our sport, yes. every federation, but you know, for our sport to address a possible issue. Um, and you know, and I'm not saying we all need to be, you know, the, the same, you know, unif- unification of the sport, all federations come together. We all use the same banned substance list. That's idealistic. That would be great. The well, unfortunate reality that. is that's probably not ever going to happen. Um, but you know, and that's one of the reasons I know, I know I'm rambling here. Um, but that's one of the reasons why, why like we partnered with, um, um, the, uh, the, my events, I, I promote nine events through, for those that don't know, uh, promote nine events each season, 
sanctioned by the INBA, PNBA, um, mm-hmm. I, for my events, uh, we actually just partnered with a, the premier third-party drug testing agency in the country, uh, DF, uh, DFSI. And they'll be working with us for all our anti-doping enforcement, as well as mm-hmm. as we move forward, as we evolve, they'll be working with us to develop a strategy, um, a strategic plan to help legitimize and add credibility just to the support of natural bodybuilding and the testing just as a whole. Because that is one thing that we know, being in the sport as long as we have, we've, we need to legitimize things as a sport. We need to add credibility. Yes. You know, to our sport and our drug testing. So they'll be helping us do that. Um, with the scenario that you had mentioned, um, you know, one of the things that they fail for is SARMs, selective androgen receptor modulators. Oh. I know, I, I know that federations uh. have different banned substance lists, but what we find is there are things listed on banned substance lists that are never tested for in yeah. some labs in you know in some federations and that's one thing that you have to i mean it needs to be changed a federation is free to have whatever banned substance list you want but if you're going to quote unquote ban something you need to test it you, you need to test for it and if you're not going to test for it then why put that on the banned substance list it adds it really gives the perception that it's just an amateur hour you know and that's one thing i love yeah. bodybuilding i have a passion for bodybuilding and from the very beginning, I wanted to help legitimize the sport because I actually remember oh, seven, eight years ago, sitting in Chicago in one of the, sh- the shows that I would come down with my team every single year. And I, again, I love our sport, but I sat in the audience thinking if I were to bring a friend with me that has never been to a show and sat them next to me to experience this, it would almost make it like a joke. You know, there, there's yeah. so many things that our sport has so much potential, but the way we've approached almost every facet of our sport, it, it's like amateur hour. We need to legitimize things. We need to take a professional yeah. touch to every detail, both big and small, in order for this to finally get out of its niche market. You know, health, wellness, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. It reaches, honestly, almost everybody. Yet natural bodybuilding just Some can't yeah. seem to it, it, it just it can't seem to break that niche mold, and I really think it's not because of the sport. It's because of us. It's because of the powers that be within our sport and the decisions that they've made. That is what has prevented us from growing. So I'm very happy that we're using an Olympic Lab. We're testing for everything that's on the banned substance list. Um. And I'm, I'm going to ramble quite a bit here. You know, the other thing that we, the, the other thing that we uh, that, that we implemented for this year is 100% transparency for judging. Now I've, I've always selected our judging panels for all your events very very carefully. Make sure that um, world class panels, unbiased, no coaches on the panel. We're taking it a step further. We're actually making the scorecards public, not just the cumulative mm-hmm. scores, um, but we moving forward it'll be public what judge scored, you know, what score for each athlete. And that's just to not only have transparency, it's going to, there's accountability there. So if a judge yeah. is just not, you know, we're not all cut out to do every task. You know, we have like, we may love bodybuilding and there's many things that I you know I, that I may love the sport, but there's a lot of positions that I am just not, well-equipped to do, you know, and as unfortunate as that is, if we are going to legitimize our sport, we need professionals, whether it be an MC fighter or a judge, I want us to have the best of the best. And if a judging panel is not where that person should be, you know what, let's find where you excel, you know, so that transparency in, in scorecards that we're moving forward with serves so many different, um, functions of you know for the athletes they know what you know what all the judges thought as a promoter i get to see and again making this public too um if there was something that i need to address and it's also self-awareness where no none of our judges are going to be hide they're not going to be able to hide in the shadows you know they they may love judging but and it's easy to keep sitting on judging panels when there's no accountability there 
you know. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a step forward in the right direction. And what I hope is the athletes and fans start to demand this of their shows. Public scorecards yeah. where there's accountability of what what the judges scored what for each class. Um, well, I, I want to say this because it, well, there's two things. First one, before I forget, is transparency is something you've been doing very early on. And I, I remember the the first time, you know, one of, one of your shows drug screening, and I think it was within a week I was getting the results. Male two boys. So, you know, that, that and it had everything that you're tested for. And trust me, there's a list on it. There, It's a long list of it. <laughs> It was uh, about 20 minutes me reading and researching about what the heck this stuff was because some of the things I wasn't even aware of that, that were illegal, but thank God, you know, on a legal life, you don't really have to worry about that too much. But the SARMs, uh, the second one, that, because it was so omitted, I remember an NPC guy saying he was going natural and he was only going to do SARMs. And mm-hmm. I was floored because I had reached out to him and been blocked because he thought I was some kind of a stalker or something because I didn't know him. I just saw it on a, a somebody's group page. Uh, my name had been tagged in it. But it was uh, the damage done to the internal organs is it, quite shocking with, with SARMs. And I think that's why it's such a, a, it's such a fear that people are taking it because there's no worry or concern because, you know, people are doing these shows and, and, and they're passing uh, because like you said, they're just simply not being tested for that agent. And I was very sad to see that the arms, his arms, his legs and his liver had suffered greatly and even to, you know, even to being to the point of having them drink of all fluids, and I, I don't know if anybody's had a, no fluid in that liver or kidney, but it's very <laughs> painful. If anybody's had kidney stones, that's a, it, it's a lot of pain, and I don't think there's a painkiller made that can alleviate it for a 24-hour duration without killing you being in that uh, lowered health state. But And then the third one is, is basically – with the, the, the transparency for the judging, I definitely applaud because I've seen many competitors take their best picture and make the best yep. they should have won. But I've been live at shows, and I can tell you, I, I, I remember when Dave Yates used to have the show in, uh, in, in Bradley Bourbonnet, and this fellow went up against one of his own teammates, and he was livid that he lost. And he never understood standing side by side, sitting in a judge's seat, there was no way he was going to win. But someone was taking his best pictures. They were taking the pictures where he was isolated. And so there was no side-by-side comparison, and he did look good. Obviously, he deserved to be on stage. Other than that, he was not going to win. But if you saw the pictures, you could say, oh, I can see mm-hmm. why he happens to complain. <laughs> but with that, that transparency and, and some of the remarks that the judges put down would expose that fallacy uh, very quickly. And, and because it is, I think it would stop people from being more uh, so outspoken when clearly they are more than wrong. But, you know, just for the sake of pride and ego, they speak out. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, just self-awareness and accountability, those are two traits that, that I really, I, I feel are necessary to make it in the sport, you know, because you can, you can feed yourself self-delusion and posting, you know, your best picks during transitions while nobody's in a pose and you can get some sunshine yeah. blown up your butt by your, by your yes men. I mean, to put it bluntly, and that's going to make you feel good, but you're not going to make it in the sport. It, you're gonna be spinning no. your wheels every year, frustrated, you know, scratching your head of why you can't get to where you desire to be. Self awareness and accountability. You know, it's just those those in life. Those are two things in life. Yes. If, if if you can 
hone in on those two character traits. And we all, like, we all have traits we need to work on. We all you know, exactly. can improve as humans. Exactly. But those two things for everybody, if we can really hone in, become aware that we need to work on these things, and it's, a work in, it's always going to be a work in progress. But I would love, I would love it, bodybuilding and in life, if even myself, to have more self-awareness and accountability. You know, I, I, those, those are two things that it'll get you far. If you can really, really strive to, to reach your potential with those two traits, um, you're going to make it. You're going to make it in this world. And, and, and to, to speak out on your behalf, I, I've dropped the ball a couple of times, and you've definitely held me accountable for dropping the ball a couple of times. <laughs> So I know it's not just lip service. Always out of love, though. It's always out of love. And I, and, oh, yeah. and, you know, and I would just, as my friend, I, I, would, I, would, I would expect you to do the same for me. You know, I want to be able to learn and grow. When we're, when we're looking at the world through our own eyes, sometimes it gets a little clouded, you know, and, and emotions yeah. get involved. I need, I need people like you in my life. We, we, we all do to kind of, you know, be that accountability, you know, and just, you know, and, and just try to create that self, the help, open your eyes for that self-awareness yes. to just become a better person. You're an amazing man. And I'm so, I honestly, from my heart, so thankful and so blessed that, that I'm a part of your life. You're a part of mine. I wish we saw each other a little yeah, bit more with me being up in Minnesota and you down in the Chicagoland area. Um, <laughs> but no, I'll always, you know, I'll always, I'll, cause I want the best for you. And luckily you had the fortitude of taking whatever I ever have to say in stride. We've never had yes. a bad exchange. Like our relationship Not hasn't good. always been sunshine and rainbows, but every exchange right. we've ever had, no matter how serious or critical it was, we both came out better because of it. You know, and that's, and that's what it's about. And, and, and it worked. So, you know, I, before we, we, we you know, because time's just running by, like I said, uh, reiterate the things that you're going to have in place whenever we are allowed to have these shows. Uh, I, I know the mask was groundbreaking, the gloves, definitely, the body temperature, and uh, there's some others you said I don't want the listeners yeah. to forget. All right. So I know we're short on time, so I'm going to make it quick. Um, in the event that we have plausible scenario – um, and it's an athlete and staff event only. Um, I still want to make sure that it is an actual experience for you and all of your supporters. So we'll have a world-class production team shooting the show. I would love for that to be free of charge. Um, and all, I'm all about passion over profit, but I need in some areas, I need a little help in order to make things happen. So I would love yeah. for it to be free um, we don't know that yet, um, if there's going to be a small charge or if I can pull off making it free. But no matter what, you on stage, your fans will see you. Maybe not in the audience, yeah. they may be at home, but they will see you. Um, we will definitely be having single format live judge events with segmented division and class times just to help social distancing. All staff is going to be in masks. Honestly, even for our fall shows, I have to imagine staff will be in masks. Um, mm-hmm. we're going to schedule athlete check-in and we're going to do this as efficiently as possible. The reason we're doing this is to minimize crowds at athlete check-in and it also gives us the ability to swap out gloves, which we'll be doing. So if we have a hundred athletes that are checking in, we are going to have a surplus of gloves um, just to make sure that there's no cross-contamination there. We'll have nurses on there staff for athlete check-in, um, taking temperatures and we will have a strict, and this is another thing. I understand that it's going to be frustrating if you show up for a show feeling a little bit under the weather because we know this is an extreme sport. You take you, you dial in with world class conditioning, you don't have the most uh, you don't have an optimal immune system. We know this. Heaven forbid if you're running a fever in the world that we currently live in, time and so many unknowns we have yes. a protocol in place where it's not even, it's not going to be a judgment call. Kaylin, if it's you, I love you to death, brother. <laughs> if, if, you if, go. if, if your temperature is over, we can't let you compete. It, 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 we go. have to have a strict protocol in place that cannot be compromised. 
Um, so yeah. th- those are things that we are doing um, just to preserve the integrity of the show and to give you the peace of mind. Um, and we have – so Jeff Galani I, – I don't know if you know Jeff Galani from EFS Sports. Two days ago, I had a, a huge pallet uh, was delivered to the house. Um, EFX actually shifted – when they noticed a shortage of hand sanitizer, they shifted much of their production out in Montana to making hand sanitizer. Um, you know, we've all experienced wow. that the shortages. Um, so every athlete will be getting hand sanitizer in their competitor bags. And, you know, because you've experienced it firsthand, I always try to make our, our competitor bags the best in the country. So that is going to be a great addition. Shout out to Jeff Galini and uh, Brian Andrews no over at EFX Sports. Um, Mark and Katie Lobliner from MTS and Tiger Fitness sent us out a massive shipment of, you know, product and swag for the competitors. We're looking out for you. I mean, we, we, we're not going to be bare bones. Like if you choose to compete, which I hope you do. And I hate, I hate to say this because I am a purist of the sport and I, I want to be competitive and I want the best physiques on stage, but I want to be honest with you. If you, the athlete, no pressure, I mean, don't take this too. I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but it is really how I feel. If you want a sport to be here, when all this is, you know, not over, but when we resume life, we need yeah. you. We do need you to compete. Even if you're at 80%, yeah. come and get some stage experience. Have some fun. Try out a new, you know, try something new, a new peaking method. You at 80% with the, the world that we live in right now, you could do some damage, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be... I, so I encourage people, don't give up on the 2020 season, you know, for, for, you know, for no. this fall, because it's the easiest thing to do. Times like this, this is what separates the competitors from the champions. It's times like this, yeah. overcome the adversity that we're all, you know, encountering. This is what makes yeah. true champions. And take it, let's, honestly, take it another step further. I know I'm running out of time, but take it another step further, Kaylin. The Natural Olympia this year, there's going to be some dark horses that, because everybody's, you know, we're all living the same, under the same circumstances, but mm-hmm. if you don't lay off the gas pedal, I don't care if you're training at home, if you are spot on with your nutrition and you are putting everything you can into whatever type of exercise you are, Honestly, I have a feeling we're going to have some competitors that – I don't want to say no names because that, that, that's kind of uh, – Yeah. But we're going to have some dark horses that come out of nowhere, and they could take out some world champions. Because when it's so easy to lay off the gas pedal because we have so much other stuff going on, you know, this mm-hmm. is going to be an opportunity for some of our maybe second- or third-tier athletes or young up-and-comers to make a huge impact, you know, November 14th, right. Natural Olympia. So I encourage you do what you can with, with, even if it's no matter what you're limited to hit your nutrition, continue to exercise, put everything into this. It's pretty much Rocky four style. So I, I, okay. in, in Vegas, November 14th, I want to see some, the, the Rockies over natural bodybuilding community come out and see what can be done. You know, even if it's body weight exercise, I mean, the human body, it's, you know, we keep it moving, it's going to respond. You know, so I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that. And uh, I think in June, you may know what date it is, but I think it's June, but Generation Iron 4, do you know when that comes out, Kaylin? No, I do not. So I, so I believe it's June. So everybody keep an eye on Generation Iron 4. They had their uh, film crew following a handful of uh, – PNBA stars leading up to Vegas on the road to natural Olympia. So that's coming yep. out. It might not be sometime soon, you know, so we have so many exciting things coming out for the sport of natural bodybuilding. Natural bodybuilding is not over. Our sport's not over. 2020 is not a mulligan. I'm telling you, I 2020 is going to be one of the most inspirational years in history for natural bodybuilding. So don't, give, don't give up. Keep that positive momentum going, everybody. It's going to be beautiful, and I love that we're ending the show on that note because hope is a beautiful thing, and it's a blessing. And anybody that teaches you to give up hope ain't really a true friend, and they don't have much love for themselves. So, you know, what Lee said, 
times 10. Don't give up on a year. Don't give up on yourself. And don't give up on anything. Uh, Leaf, again, brother, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Dev, sorry we missed you. Hope, uh, you know, everything's going okay. And for the boys. Love you, Dev. Thanks so much for everything you do for us. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle, we are out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.